Hey folks, Zach Osman here, IU Insider Indianapolis Star. It is Thursday, November 30th, the last day of November, and apparently the first day of Kurt Signetti's Indiana tenure. That in the business is what we call a segue. Signetti comes to Indiana from James Madison, where he was 52-9 and nine over the last five seasons, three in the FCS, and then the last two moving up to the FBS. The Dukes won the Sunbelt Conference, or at least a share of it, in both of their seasons at the bowl subdivision level. Um with me, as always, is Mike Nislick from the Bloomington Herald Times. I think, Mike, the, the the first thing to say about this is Indiana hired somebody who has done a lot of winning, not necessarily at the Power Four level, obviously. He hasn't been in the Power Four since he was an assistant coach at Alabama from 2007 to 2010. But Signetti left Alabama to be the head coach at Indiana University, Pennsylvania, where his father, Frank, put together a Hall of Fame career. And starting there in the last 13 seasons, he does not have a single losing campaign. Well, let's start with, are you at power four? I mean, Pac-12 is still technically alive. I think you're, you're kind of. No, no. You're, I mean. Power, power, like it's like power five, but one of the five is disappearing. Like the people in Marty McFly's photo. So it's It's kind of harsh, man. We're just kind of skipping the Kind of harsh. Um, No, I mean, you know, from the beginning, head coaching experience, uh, Midwest ties were the two things I had heard. Uh, this checks both boxes, but also um, Scott Dolson wanted somebody with a vision for recruiting, with a plan, with a philosophy, like guiding overarching philosophy um, that would sort of, um, you know, kind of guide those efforts. Uh, you know, because I, I think people behind the scenes thought Tom Allen had sort of lost his way on the recruiting trail a little bit the last couple of years in terms of, you know, they bought a lot of transfers in, but what was a Tom Allen player, right? The last couple of years, they didn't really have that. Um, and Kurt's experience um, in the power five is as a quarterback's coach and a big time recruiting coordinator, he recruited, recruited Russell Wilson at NC state. He recruited, I listed some of them in the five uh, things to know about Kurt Signetti at Alabama. Um, you know, just a ridiculous list of talent. Uh, you know, <laughs> lots of guys. Is drafted Indiana Julio Jones next career stop. Yes, uh, but um, he'll be healthy for three games. But you know, he'll have a background in how you know where to dedicate resources. And I know things have changed since then, but I think he'll have a plan where to dedicate resources, what positions are important, um, and things like that. And I think that's really important at a school like Indiana that's trying to keep pace with so you know teams below the Ohio State and Michigan steps and and have a plan in place to beat those guys consistently for for recruits. It is interesting, kind of the blend. I think there are some people that that maybe blanched a little bit of the fact that he hasn't been in the Power Five, Power Four, Power whatever for the last 13 years. I, I, I do suspect, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, I'm guessing the Indiana-Pennsylvania stop was a little bit of family thing. As I said, his father, I think, won 100, I think 182 games over 20 years there. Um, so he's got deep family ties. His, his brother, um, who's also a college coach, he's an assistant. I think most recently he was at Pitt. Um, his brother uh, played in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Um, shout out Dustin DePirac, by the way. I know Dustin will listen to this at some point. He went to Norwin High School, just like Kurt Signetti. And uh, he covered James Madison once, where Kurt Signetti obviously comes from. And now they both wind up in Indiana. So I'm sure Dustin's head is spinning. Anyway, I, I mean, I think, you know, Dolson from the beginning, and I think we both heard this 
from a lot of different places. You talked about wanting that vision. Then you wanted somebody who just had a a really comprehensive level of experience running his own program. The, the three finalists, from my understanding, were Signetti, Jason Candle at Toledo, and Paul Christ, who was at Pitt and Wisconsin and obviously was, was dismissed last year. That If there ever was a formal order, that might have been it. That's probably the where I'd sort of stake my guess. But I think it's fair to say by the time it got to sort of, you know, final interviews and preparing an offer, um, Signetti was Dolson's top choice. And I think, you know, I, I, there's a lot of different interesting stops. I mean, 13 winning seasons in 13 years as a head coach is, is good, kind of no matter what your level is. Um, I'm actually most interested maybe in his two years at Elon. That is a really difficult place to win at the FCS level. It plays in a really tough conference. Um I think it's a smaller school, if I'm not mistaken. It's a it's a pretty academically robust school, and it's really not been a consistent winner. Um, you know, it has to play you know schools like Furman, and when they were down there, Georgia Southern, James Madison, schools like that, and Appalachian State was in that conference for a long time. And I mean, he he took a he didn't just go to Elon and have some success. They had two top twenty five finishes in two years. They made the FCS playoffs both years. And then in the second year, he beat James Madison on the road. So James Madison just kind of hired him away. Um, he has this sort of – he should have this holistic experience of what to do, how to run a program, all that. But he's also been places where he he had to kind of punch up. And, and I think that's – obviously, there's a little bit of that too, moving James Madison up to the FBS. But I just think that's – I think that's very relevant to Indiana, obviously. Yeah, and, you know, I think, what, he has two two less FBS wins than Indiana during the last three years because they, they had one this year. Um, they beat Virginia um, and, and much less opportunities. But, um, yeah, you know, I just – you wanted somebody that had a vision um, that, you know, like you said, knew how to win. Um, you know, how quickly he could do that here, we'll see. I, I think, you know, uh, and talks can kind of look forward. I think the quarterback question – if you kind of look at his followers or the people he's followed, it's all uh, quarterbacks that are in the portal uh, right now and recently. So, I mean, I think, I think that's and Donovan first... McCulley, who yeah. used to be a quarterback. Yeah. But I think that's his, uh, maybe those are his first two orders of business, probably in that order, find a transfer portal quarterback and bring back Donovan McCulley. But um, you know, when you look at his quarterbacks uh, at JMU, I think everyone except one, no, I think everyone won at least one offensive player of the year award for the conference. So, I mean, really impressive track record right now in terms of, you know, he's not coaching the quarterbacks, but he's obviously finding the coaches um, to sort of fit what he wants to do. And he has obviously an eye for talent. I think the other, I mean, it's interesting, you know, you point out not you point out his recruiting. I think the other thing that's interesting is as an assistant until he got to Alabama, everywhere he went, he coached quarterbacks. So, I mean, obviously a head coach probably won't be a position coach. You know, you won't coach one specific position, especially because staffing pools have expanded in recent years. Um, but I mean, he was a, he was a college quarterback first for his dad. And then for, I think it's Don Nalen at West Virginia, both of those coaches wound up in the college football hall of fame, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he coached the position a lot, which just sort of makes it feel like, again, if, if you want to, he's had different offensive coordinators, it'll be interesting to see who he brings with him, who he might target from his JMU staff and, and where he might maybe go for a bit more kind of experience or whatever you want to say. But 
it does feel like somebody who you mentioned what his quarterbacks achieved at Indiana, uh, or excuse me, at, at James Madison in particular. It feels like somebody that's got a pretty firm idea of what to do with, you know, arguably the most important job on the field. And as you mentioned there, the one that whether it's trying to retain an IU quarterback already in the portal or it's trying to go out and find one from somewhere else, or maybe it's, you know, doubling down on someone like Taven Jackson, there's a pretty obvious sales pitch from Signetti for that that quarterback position in particular. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, as kind of things have kind of popped up, you know, Matt Rule talking about how uh, what's one to two million to land a quarterback, and you know the efforts that uh, Indiana you report on kind of upping their game in terms of NIL and trying to have you know resources committed. It's now a position you can't really afford literally to miss um, if you're going to dedicate so much resources to try to bring somebody in. Um, I think it's the um, you know, number one thing that'll determine their success this year, to be honest. Um, you know, uh, and so I think knowing that you've got, you've put it in pretty good hands, um, in terms of who's going to make that decision. And I don't think Indiana fans could, you know, that's got to feel good considering, you know, the last three to four years other than Michael Penix, you know, it's been a revolving door. Um, you know, Penix couldn't stay healthy, but after that, it was just sort of a disaster. That NIL money, too, um, I think we talked about it on, on our last podcast, but, I mean, $3 million is, my understanding is $3 million is already there. And, I, I mean, anecdotally, I've seen a lot of, oh, I just donated 50 I just donated 100 Obviously, those numbers are small, but they can add up. We've already seen Hoosiers Connect, Indiana's, the business arm of Indiana's partner collective, kind of unveil this um, uh fundraising campaign specifically around Kurt Signetti's hiring. I would not be surprised to see Kurt Signetti at some point in the next 24, you know, 24, uh, 48 hours wearing some NIL branded or collective branded gear. I just think that that's going to be a big, a really big piece of this going forward. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Um, and, you know, they're going to have to put a staff together quickly. Um, you know, the, the portal date now, he's got, what, four days before the portal window opens officially. So, I mean, it's going to have to all come together pretty quick in terms of trying to uh, put that all together. Um, there's reports out there that he is going to coach uh, JMU in the in the bowl game, uh, wherever they end up. Um, I'm not sure what they're in line for, to be honest. Um, um, so yeah, they, it'll be a really low-level bowl game because they, they only get – essentially what's left over because it is what's left over. Yeah. Cause I don't, did they yeah. only get the Sunbelt ties? They, they so didn't get, ties. they didn't get NCAA relief. They, they, yeah, the, yeah, the I best they got was just to say, you know, you get whatever the, whatever bowls can't be filled. So it's probably going to be something pretty low level. Yeah. So, I mean, that'll add to his play. Which means, sorry, sorry to cut you off, which means it's, it's probably going to be fairly early in the calendar, I guess. Right, which is a good thing, you know, a good thing for Indiana that he could just put it behind him, but he also gets to do it uh, and have that moment with his players. Um, but it adds to it a little bit. Um, you know, they'll have a lot to do here in the next two to three weeks. You know, Indiana won't have any practice time, obviously, because they didn't uh, qualify for a bowl. So that, you know, will remove that part of it. But I mean, it's going to be all recruiting for him, um, you know, because even if they bring back, say, half the players that went into the portal, they still have to sign um, you know, upwards of 30 to 35 names. 
let's leave it there for the moment. Um, I'm sure we'll do another one of these, probably a slightly more comprehensive one pretty soon, but obviously there's a lot to do um, and a lot to talk about and a lot to run down. Uh, the last thing I would say is I'm not surprised Indiana agreed to let him coach in the bowl game. Um, Indiana basically made the same request of Kalen DeBoer in the Gator bowl in 2019. I think it's a, it's a department that doesn't have that sort of, that doesn't, doesn't have concerns around that sort of thing. And I think it's also a department that, um, wants to or probably it's fair to say recognizes that that sort of task is a lot easier than it's really ever been before so um again we'll leave it there we will be back with another one of these very soon i promise um but for now for mike nisluck bloomington herald times indianapolis star i'm zach osterman heraldtimesonline.com indystar.com sports subscribe read you know what to do thank you so much for listening we'll talk to you soon